0: And then for me, I just look at it as sales as service, and I know we've all heard that, but I want people to think of, you are this bridge of transference, right, from where this person is at, and to where they have literally told you they want to go. And that bridge is you.
1: All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you. And I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Are you struggling with email marketing for your coaching business? Building an email list is crucial to connect with your clients and increase conversions, but it's not easy. That's where the Cleaning Hacks List Builder and Marketing Kit comes in. You'll get everything you need to build an email list of raving fans and potential clients, including a lead magnet, cover images, opt-in page, thank you page, and follow-up emails. And the best part, it's completely free. And if that isn't enough, I've also created video guides to walk you step-by-step through the setup process. Download your free kit and make it happen. Hey guys, I'm so excited for this amazing podcast today. We have our new friends, Gabriel and Mark here to talk about energy and alignment and not getting into that hustle burnout that you typically do. They have an academy. We're gonna be diving into what they teach in their academy what they teach their clients. And I just wanna say with a warm hello, thank you guys for being here. Thank you you, for having us. Yeah. Can you tell everyone a little about the two of you and how you ended up coming together as a partnership? Sure. I'll take this. I'll kick us off. Um, Thank (laughs)
2: you. We're so excited to be here. So yeah, Mark and I met a few years back. I don't know. It's been, I think I hired Mark as my coach in um, like the winter of 2020. And the reason I hired him is because I was building my own business and I had all the things, I had the Facebook funnels, I had everything going. I was doing all the things I said I should do, but I wasn't uh, really making money. I was spending more than I was making. So anyway, I met Mark and he was working with another guy in the industry um, selling, you know, like a million dollars a month. And I hop on this call with him and I'm like, I don't need any of this guy's stuff. I already have it all. So (laughs) Mark and I were chatting and we just kept in touch, you know, after that. And he's like, there's one thing blocking you. You should be making money. Like he's looked at my business stuff and all that. And he's like, it's just you. You're you're out of alignment somewhere. So I hired him as my coach. And the second month, um, my income doubled. And the third month after working with Mark, my income tripled. And this was not due to any new business strategies. This was just due to me, instead of like always being in my masculine and grinding, 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 cause I was working full time and trying to build this business. I was really trying to force the outcome. It was actually me doing less. It was me stepping back. It was me stepping into my feminine energy and realigning with myself and making sure that I honored my morning routine every morning. And I didn't let my brain tell me that you don't have time for this. And it was incredible how quickly it shifted after working with Mark. So. At the end of our engagement, I just asked him, I said, Hey, what do you think about like working on a project with me where we create something that helps other people build their business that isn't just focused on all those masculine business strategy action steps, but also really brings in this energetic alignment piece. So we did, and that's how we met. And that's how we Mm -hmm. built the
1: Alignment Academy. (laughs) Tell me, because I I love that you just brought up a bunch of different things that rang true. And Tell me what it looks like. I know the not making money is not in alignment and that's something, you know, that maybe it's a given, but what are other things when you're not in alignment as a coach that are warning signs? Mm, Good one. You want to take that mark?
0: Yeah, I think when I think about not being in alignment as a coach, I think you look at things like burnout, um, happiness, joy. For me, I feel like, I just wrote this in an email as well, as is, is just the idea that when we are actually in alignment, I think some of us that are really focused and driven, we don't actually get burnt out. <clears throat> we do need time to recharge. We do need time to get the downloads and, and, and the inspiration. But I think if you're actually doing what you want to do, like, it's just not even a question. The burnout's just not there. And I think that's when I feel like I'm in alignment. I'm just like, let's go. Like, this is what I want to do. And this is what I want to do. It's not like, oh, I wish I was on the beach you know, in Amalfi, like I want to be working. So that's where it it aligns for me.
1: And what, uh, tell me about, tell me about kind of the curriculum that you guys have, because I know that there, everyone has a different framework for putting things together. I would love to hear about this curriculum because I know everyone talks about like being in alignment, but you guys really, I feel that you've kind of cornered this and really put it together in, in a successful way.
2: Yeah, so we developed um, something we call milestones in our program because we really just wanted to put ourselves like where our clients are when they, and we work with a lot of coaches and healers, a lot of people in the healing industries and where they are right now where they want to be. And so we just created a milestone path, which starts with milestone one is energetic alignment. And what we mean by that is, again, taking a little more time into the feminine, not spending all of our time over here in the masculine and recognizing um, when we're out of balance there, we, we, you know, teach topics and, and ways that they can do that. And then also managing what we call our a-hole brains, because your brain <laughs> will give you so much drama when, you, as you know, as a business yeah. builder, your brain's going to give you a lot of drama. So we, we teach you how to manage your own brain there. Wait, um, what are and- just
1: some examples? I mean, I, number two just sounds so, what are some examples of managing that drama in the brain?
2: Well, I teach something that I learned at the Life Coach School called the model. We call it the results calculator because we believe that all the results that we're creating, we create with our thinking. Right. And so what this does is it's basically you take in all the circumstances that happen in the world. Maybe your circumstance is you didn't get a single consult call last month. So that would go on the C line. It's totally neutral. It's not good or bad until we put our thoughts around it. And what we make that circumstance mean We're going to have a thought that's going to make us feel a certain way. When we feel a certain way, we take certain actions or we don't take action, which is like inaction is also an action. And we create a result from that. So it's a great way to see like, how is my thinking creating this result? Because we can put anything we want in the R line, the result line, but we have to reverse engineer our way back up to changing our thought about that circumstance. So basically it's kind of like all of our power resides with how we're thinking about it. So like we could choose to just give up. We could choose to say, this isn't working. We could choose to like, this is something I would do. It's a perfect example. I went through this myself. I wasn't getting any consult calls. And I'm like, I I think I need to change the price of my program. And my coach was like, well, do your people even know how much your program is when they're booking a call? And I'm like, no, (laughs) well, then your price is nothing to do with it. So it's just kind of a way to notice how we're thinking. It really trips us up sometimes. Yeah. And then that. milestone two. Do you want me to go on to the other milestone? Yeah, that would be great.
1: Okay. I just had to, and I hope you don't mind if I stop you because no, please it do. Just sounded so exciting.
2: Yeah, no, please do. And then, yeah, the other ones are pretty, you know, they're more about like business building steps. So the second milestone, which I know that you've talked a lot about on your um, podcast as well, is getting really clear in who you're talking to. You have to yeah. differentiate yourself. So clear messaging, ideal client. The third step is really creating an offer. That's irresistible. So a lot of people they're trying to create offers that other people have and they're just they're going into price wars on the same offer. Like, how can you make yours unique and special and different? And then once you have that, then it's on to milestone four, which is really creating that system for money. So building a website, a a funnel, you know, a system. So when people start coming in, they're held and taken care Mm of. Um, and then from there, it's building your audience. So we have like an organic. Marketing thing that we teach them to really get in front of their ideal clients. And then the next thing is actually, okay. And people think that's all they need, but then they realize they get in front of people and they still can't convert. Um, they can't convert into sales. So then we teach them how to convert, how to love people sales. People. <laughs> yes, the how to love sales. That's Mark's specialty right there. He is the sales guy um, and he's very passionate about it and, and he's very good at it. And we don't believe in convincing anybody to work with you. They're always, not your ideal client, if you're trying to convince anyone. And then milestone seven, like for us is just having that proven concept, getting your investment back. Um, and now you have something you can build and scale. And then we go
1: into a little bit more advanced stuff from there. What would you say are some of the strategies that your clients, because I think when we're talking about energetics, we're talking about a certain person that's attracted to your academy. What would you say are some of the strategies that they're using in organic social media these days? Because social media changes constantly. And I would, I know our listeners would love to hear that.
2: Yeah. Um, I'll take this. Well, we don't teach a lot of social media. It's not how we started our business. We're just now actually, Mark is really our content guy. He's got a schedule. He's really posting, but we kind of did it backwards where we started with events. Um, So we did like live events that you can post in Eventbrite or Meetup or any of the event platforms. And we really created a following using that strategy to get in front of people live. I did the same
1: thing. You do?
2: Yeah, it works, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it really did. Because I felt, and I see this, there are a lot of coaches who are doing everything right, but it's like, they're not getting that traction because it just takes time on social media.
2: It does. That's
1: the long game. Go offline go mm-hmm. offline and get these live events where you are talking to real people face to face. Yeah, 100%. And so yeah. how did did you convert at those live events?
2: Yes, so that's how we built our business um you know to what in 7 months in we reached our first six figures and then I got to retire from corporate america in November nice. 2021 that year. Yeah. <laughs> then I could really focus more of my energy into the business. And then, yeah, we quadrupled it the next year. We're shooting for a million this year. And literally we've just stuck to the thing that works. So now we're trying to, okay, so we've got the system that we know works and now we're just, you know, starting to do the social media thing, create, we have a YouTube channel now and really just trying to create the long game. We kind of wish we would have done it all along because we would have also built that, but you know what? We just, went hard on what we do isn't that such a
1: lesson and it's such a testimony to i think how many many of us build our business we sometimes do things ass backwards yeah it's totally okay because it's how we learn and i think that also is a testament to the fact that there's not this one way to build a business that what you're saying is when we're in alignment that business will naturally fall and you will make money yes yeah so talk to me a little about sales, Mark. I would love to hear this because I would say most of the people who are listening are not loving sales. And they, okay. they question that pricing. They question their content. They question their offer. They question everything. And then they abandon it and try to do something else.
0: So that's a a slightly different subject I'll touch on really quick before sales is if you're struggling in that space, you don't have clarity around your messaging, you don't have confidence because you're not getting results. So I think you should really go back to the, the drawing board on the case study side and really dig into the case studies of getting the information because all the information that any of us want in our business comes from our client. This is why people spend billions and billions of dollars a year. In their case studies, you know, in their market research. But once you have that down and you're, you're struggling with sales, I think the biggest struggle with sales is one side is like we said that that imposter syndrome piece. Right. But let's just say we actually solve that because we got results. We really did the case studies. People struggle asking for money because they see it as an ask. And so I look at it like, you know, growing up in the restaurant industry and just some people really want to spend money. Like they really are looking for you to offer them something. So I think keeping that in the back of your mind is a big deal. And then for me, I just look at it as sales as service. And I know we've all heard that, but I want people to think of you are this bridge of transference, right? From where this person is at and to where they have literally told you they want to go. And the, the, that bridge is you. And so what I tell our clients is the next time you think of losing a sale, Right. Don't think of it as losing a sale. Think of it as losing the possibility of helping somebody transform out of all the junk and garbage that's in their life to become what they say they want to be. And because you lost that sale, you destroyed that possibility for them. And they're probably going to keep repeating that cycle. I know that sounds harsh, yeah. but it really is that way. And I think it's about just simply, here's the other side. It's just an invitation. That's it. And then another thing Jean and I talk about and why we we like the events so much, and you can do this on social media is if you have to hard sell you fail at your marketing so your marketing should be so powerful all the selling should be done there and I then when you that. get on that call yeah it's it's so important <laughs> that's the like, mic because, drop
1: that you just had for the day <laughs> I,
0: I mean it's it's legit i tell people like oh like i have a buddy of mine who runs um a sales force all over the, the world he hires vas and it's not, he won't even work with people unless they have that component going you know what i mean like like you can't have somebody just cold drop into like, oh, I just ran an ad. Let me talk to you. Like, no, have you nurtured this person through yeah. your marketing, through your messaging? Because otherwise you could sit on the phone and have a thousand people and get a thousand no's because they're not even your ideal people. So you've really got to focus on that marketing and marketing is sales. Once that's done, the sales just becomes easy. It's just a conversation.
1: What are some, what are some strategies that somebody can, let's just talk about imposter syndrome for a second, because we hear it all the time in the industry. What are some strategies that you can use to lessen that, that noise, that imposter syndrome?
0: That's a great question. I think it's super important. And I think for me, it's a couple pieces. One is totally off what you're going to think. And it's just about actually aligning your energy through some form of deep spirituality, deep meditation. Because I think when you do that, and then you know what purpose you're driving towards, you almost don't care how you feel anymore. Like you have, like you're convicted, right? So I think there's a conviction piece that has to take place to remove that imposter syndrome. So I think if that's the foundation, then if you're talking about actual strategies, I think it's being, number one is you need to be graceful with yourself and be patient because that is built over time. I'll give you an example. We did, we do a workshop every month for like the last two and a half years, right? It took me 18 months. And people think I'm super confident when I come off, but you can ask G in the background. It took me 18 months to feel like, wow. I looked at G, I was like, wow, we're good. You know? So like, but it took me a long time to build that. So you have to, it's just reps. And this is something that a lot of um, people love that I say is when you go to the gym, the weights don't get any lighter, you just get stronger. just give yourself a break and it takes that time so really the strategy piece unfortunately is the is the reps and then the other side is really the foundation of conviction it doesn't matter if you have imposter syndrome or not if you're like i have to do this like i just just meant to do it then all that kind of fades away so i I love that
1: conviction part and i love that you actually talked about tying into like something bigger than yourself to kind of ground yourself and really put your feet in the ground so that you are stable throughout this whole entire process um what what do you think are some of the mistakes that coaches make when they're building their business
0: do you want me to do so this Gene? yeah there's <laughs> <it's> so many
1: <laughs>
2: i know like, because i made like i made so many of them
0: yeah i think the biggest mistake coaches make is that one they don't give themselves grace Two, they don't get coaching themselves on a business. They see so many coaches like, well, I spent another, you know, whatever 5K on this coaching program, but you know how to build a business? Well, they teach a little bit of business in there. I think getting mentorship specifically around business. Actually, I'm going to stick with this one. This is so important. Is so many coaches want to build a business and they just want to coach. And like Rich Littman says in Prosperous Coaches, you need to fall in love with the business of coaching. And if you don't do that, and you glaze over the fact that you're just going to be able to deliver your medicine. If you show up, like it doesn't work that way. So what a lot of these coaches are realizing is they have to become expert marketers. And I don't think they ever took that into account. So I think that from a foundational perspective is huge is like, Oh, wow. Like I actually have to learn something. Like I think they come in almost overconfident sometimes. Like you have no idea about business, but just cause you're a really great coach, those are two different things. So I think if you could learn to separate those, and say, I'm really great here, but now I have to learn these skills, develop these traits, cultivate these beliefs, then I can be good. I think that would be the biggest mistake I see. I know G's probably got a ton of them.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's actually really good. Um, I think the other piece is what I did wrong personally is I, people want to jump right into paid advertising before they even have a proven
1: concept. And if you've got disposable income. Or a proven freebie. Or the format that you actually need to deliver that your client actually digests.
2: Yes. And that's why I was spending way more than I was making because I didn't have that I went out there and paid for it. If you have disposable income and you want to pay for that kind of testing, then then go ahead. But what, usually we don't. Usually we're trying to you know, scrap yeah. this business together while working and investing everything we can back into it. So don't start Facebook ads or anything like that until you've actually got a proven concept that you know works, that you've done organically. Then you can start to test with that kind of stuff. And then I just wanted to add to that imposter syndrome piece because I think that is a big thing that holds a lot of people back. Like yeah. if I look at my graduating class Um, I think there's only a couple out of 10 of us that are still actually doing a business with coaching. And um, one thing that we often tell our clients is you only have to be two steps ahead of the person you're helping. So for example, in your world of health and fitness, you know, if I am a woman who has 100 pounds to lose, I'm probably not going to be attracted to somebody who's out there doing CrossFit and and kicking butt and just buff and like these, like that's going to be intimidating to me, but I would be attracted to maybe somebody who also had a hundred pounds to lose and they've just lost 50 of it. So you don't, that imposter syndrome, you really only have to be a couple steps ahead of the people you're helping. And then giving yourself some credit about how much you do know, because I think that we, think everybody already knows this stuff, because we see our own algorithms. And of course, we see other people in our industry, and we just feel like nothing we have to say is really valuable. So just reminding ourselves that all of the the stuff that you've worked on yourself, all your personal development, all of the curriculum that you've gotten your trainings, your certificates, all of that over the years makes you an expert at what you do. And there are people out there who have different interests, have no idea what you do, but they have this problem that you can solve. So that really helped me kind of show up powerfully, even before I really knew that I was an expert.
1: I love that. I mean, I think that there are so many so many things that you touched on, especially with the imposter syndrome, I think being two steps ahead of somebody, it can feel overwhelming because you sit there and you look at all these other coaches and you start comparing yourself, which takes us out of alignment. Yes. You know, and then that comparison syndrome is, I almost think worse at times than the imposter syndrome, because you just think that you're like, it. you think that everyone else has got to figure it out, but you.
2: right. And that's not true, guaranteed.
1: (laughs) I would love to talk about finding your unique selling point, your unique offer, because I think in a world where we do have so many coaches who specialize in the same areas, it's hard not to have that crossover. What do you suggest to your clients to create that unique selling offer?
0: So this is something that relates to what we spoke about earlier, but also this is the all of your nuggets, all of your gold, everything you want to mine is in your client. So G talks about this. She does something really cool where she's like, I want you to think of every single solitary problem that your client could possibly be going through. I want you to write them all down. You know this, right? I want you to find solutions to all of them. But yeah. to take it even deeper is I want you to case study these people and hear what they have to say, because what's unique and compelling for you is not necessarily Anywhere near as important as what's unique and compelling to your client. So if that's who you really want to talk to, all of these questions that we're talking about can be answered in the words of our ideal client. So I think that what, and to go back to what you said and the mistakes coaches make, this is the number one actually mistake yeah. that we talk about if they don't do the case studies. Like Jean and I are doing separate businesses right now that we're trying to check out. And we're just, we're just producing content. We're just maybe taking a couple of case studies. We're just seeing what lands. Because we just want to get to know if there's any fill there, if there's anything, what are we doing? I think that that's so important. I think that if you really want to have like that unique piece, that definer, go find out what it is for them. That makes
1: sense. Talking about case studies a few times, can you just break down for any listener what a case study in your mind is like?
0: Or the so once you, yeah, absolutely. Once you get an ideal niche avatar client whatever you want to say and you build a skeleton of what you think you want to offer deliver i want you to, to go to at least three to five people that you would be like i would love to work with these people and say hey can i possibly ask you a few questions about something i'm working on and just get your opinion i'm not trying to sell you anything now as we always say sometimes you can actually get a client that way but the key is to take that skeleton ask them all the questions validate yourself which I hope you're getting some validation because you should be on point but also write down all the stuff you didn't know because that's the stuff that, that person really wants and make sure you you infuse that into your programs so that's what I mean by case studies
1: I love that uh, doing market research I yeah. love that you guys call case studies interviewing people yeah. getting on mm-hmm. the phone and actually talking to real humans
0: absolutely it's so important
1: I had somebody who has a very successful membership. She said she did 30 case studies and wanted to just get people on the phone and constantly ask them. And then she developed her entire membership based around everything that they said.
0: But everybody, Rachel, wants to skip that step. Every, we, we see it. We have hundreds of clients. They all want to skip that step. I'm like, if you don't, I'm literally on the sales call every time and they never remember. I'm like, if you don't skip any, if you learn anything, don't skip this step. Do not right. skip the, the the market research case study step. What do you
1: think makes somebody want to skip that step?
0: They just don't think it's important. The they want to rush the discomfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like all of that. I think there's multiple different personalities. I think for me, I would just like I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. That's why I would skip the step. Maybe G might be like, oh, it's uncomfortable. I don't know. But they just have multiple reasons. And it's like that's the step you don't skip. Those are the foundations. What
1: are the ways that somebody can, because I know we used to see like, I'm looking for five people on a personal page. What are some of the organic strategies that you are suggesting for getting case studies? Because I think this is a really huge one that we can put this at the top five mistakes is that people don't do these case studies.
0: I personally wouldn't even do that. Like I would go out and find people. Like I'm pretty transient and nomadic right now, but if I was like, the average person who lives in their town for at least a year, I'm sure, I would go start looking for people. Because for me, why aren't you around these kind of people anyways? Like when I knew I wanted to be a coach, I left Las Vegas. I moved to North San Diego County, Del Mar. I was in Rancho Santa Fe, Del Mar. These are the type of high-level executives, athletes I wanted to work with. Like you should be in that space anyways. I want these people talking to real people face-to-face. Hey, can I talk to you? (laughs) I think that's what you need. And if you can't do that, how can you be a coach?
2: Think about that. Agreed. Agreed, yeah. I Start with the people you already know. That's what I did. Is That's what I did you know. too. <laughs> yeah, start with the people you already know because you're not selling them anything and you can say that I have nothing to sell you. I'm just doing market research. I really value your opinion because you might be kind of like an ideal client or you might be struggling with some of the things that I'm working on. Would you be willing to hop on a quick call?
0: And the reason I use case study, Rachel, is because market research gets so broad. It's like, oh, I studied, I did this. No, no, no. Get your ass out there, go talk to a real human being, get in front of them and ask them these questions. That's why I use that, that term because it means like, oh, I have to go talk to a specific individual and sit down with them for 45 minutes, not study my market.
1: So I love, that's That's such a great point because I think market research, when we hear that, it gets diluted. So for that coach who's sitting here listening to you guys and saying, I want to definitely be in alignment. I definitely want to build this business. What are some of the things that that coach must do in order to be able to make that six figures?
2: I would say one thing is I like to say is raise your freak flag as far as. Uh, Being in alignment, you want to be different, just be who you are, because you are different. You're not like anyone else, but we spend so much time comparing ourselves, especially, you know, influencers um, on Instagram or whatever it is. We spend so much time comparing ourselves to that, that we're really trying to be that. And when we're trying to be anybody other than who we truly are, we're out of alignment. Period. End of story. Like even when I was a corporate sales rep trying to build my business, I couldn't fully come out as myself as much as I wanted to, because I knew I also had, you know, my boss looking at my stuff probably, or people from work. And so anything like that, where you can't fully be yourself is going to hold you back. It's not that you can't do it, but you don't have the pedal to the metal when you're out of alignment somewhere. And the other place that I noticed where I was out of alignment was in my own personal life. So this goes for everyone. It's not just about business. Like our life is our business as an entrepreneur. It's all intertwined. So for example, if you find yourself people pleasing, saying yes, when you really want to say no, um, hiding things, like I hid a lot of stuff from my husband, mostly how much money I was spending on my business. (laughs) Um, and I had to come clean with stuff. I had to be able to fully be me in order to feel so I could show up powerfully. And I think that's how you show up powerfully with confidence is when you're not worried about sounding like somebody else, making sure that you are up to their level or any of that nonsense. It's just, that's really, I think what, what will differentiate you from the next person is you being you and some people ain't going to like you. And that's yeah. totally okay. <laughs> As a matter of fact, that's great. Cause that means you are doing something right. If there's people that don't like you, but the people that do like you, they're going to like you a lot, you know?
1: Yeah. What would you say for, let's just talk morning habits and um and alignment, because I always love to know what people's morning habits are. Okay,
0: So I'll tell you about my morning habit. And actually, G has a great one too, but I just want to share this for all the listeners. It's super important. You have it backwards. You're trying to add so many things to your life, including your morning habits, including all these things. And at the level of a beginner, the success is 99% more about what they remove from their lives. If you start to remove all the junk, you make space for all the great stuff to align with you. That means removing the people, the toxicity, the shows you watch, the food you eat, the way you train, all of those things. The more you remove those, that's actually way more successful in the beginning than making sure you have this specific routine that has dot, 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 dot on it. I think that's the key. But if you want to talk about routines, I'll just tell you mine really quick. So <clears throat> in the morning, I give myself 90 minutes to do this kind of bowing routine, which is like gratitude releasing and then what I want to fill myself up with for the day I do a Native American prayer that I do and I give tobacco I um I journal and I meditate right and then I'm off to the gym and then I come back and then I do a Dr. Joe meditation for an hour so it's like like I do have a very strict crazy routine and actually when I look at the amount of routine things that I'm able to do in my life that I'm so blessed it's probably four hours of my day
1: wow I got to up my game.
0: <laughs> but you got to remember, like, I live, I live, like, in an environment where, like, I mean, I just, like, we don't, I wouldn't have to take a call right now until, what, gee, like, five o'clock in the five afternoon? Five
2: o'clock, because of the time yeah. change? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of, that That actually makes it easier. Yeah. So, and, gee, you have a phenomenal, I mean, you did that yeah, routine for, I, what two years, straight without quitting?
2: Yeah, I did um, Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning, that book. I don't know if you've ever read that, but highly recommend And I actually teach a module on this in our course for energetic alignment, but, um, it's just, he uses that savers technique. So it's silence affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and then the last S is for scribe, which is writing. And you can really tweak that to make it your own. But what I did for two years, I didn't miss a single day, whether I was on vacation, sharing a hotel room with somebody, it didn't matter. This came first. And not that regimented anymore. I will (laughs) be
1: transparent.
2: (laughs) I have a little hit and miss days. But yeah, for two years I did, um, I made it my own. So I did Dr. Joe meditation first. That was like a 40 minute meditation. And then I would do um, a visualization that only took a few minutes. Um, I would spend 10 minutes either listening to audio or reading something that was, you know, not 50 shades of gray stuff here. It's gotta be either like personal development or spirituality, something that, you know, levels you up. Um, and then I would go to work, I I get up at 4am to do this every day, um, go to work, come back, and then I get my exercise in. But I just think it's so it's just a way to start your day off with intention. And that's what we're doing is we're we're creating an intentional life, you know, on purpose. And I think that's a really big part of it.
1: I think it has just been so amazing to have the two of you here. I just want to say thank you so much. Can you tell everyone where to find you guys?
2: Yeah, you can find us. Um, our website is www.energeticalignmentacademy.com. And we've always got to sign up there for our three day client attraction workshop. It's free to attend. So feel free to sign up. You can find us on Instagram too at, at @energeticalignmentacademy or just at energeticalignmentacademy.com <laughs> no, there for Instagram. <laughs> Um, And thank you for having us. This was really an aligned conversation. I had a lot of fun. Thank you.
1: I had a lot of fun with you guys. Make sure to follow these two. And if you have been feeling out of alignment, definitely sign up for their three-day workshop. I would also say definitely look at their academy. You can tell that we got some value truth bombs today that were amazing. And it would definitely be something that would help you. All right, guys. Thank you so much. All right guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening and I'll see you guys soon.